Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wow, Matt. Fellow adventures. We are back with Sarah Crokington. And we're going back to Proving Grounds. Number two, that is the raid on Quaristan. Previously, we got to the Shadow Path. And we've pushed... We've pushed the leader of the Tazal invasion right back for it. Now we've just got to close the Shadow Path itself before he just raises an army and comes through again. And then raises another army. And then raises another army. And then raises another army. It just keeps sending more and more armies through. He's probably working on that right now. The keep sending armies. So we've got to close the path. Then keep it closed, which apparently isn't that difficult. We're probably going to have to contact the Grey Circle to get one of those shadow gates installed so it can be proper locked. Locked up tighter. Locked up tighter than Rishi Shunat's wallet. Or something like that. Anyway, part nine the Shadow Path. The waste to close the Neville portal is on. And this scenario is the Shadow Path. Begin. A recap of the most recent events. The four Tazar are dead. You and Uriel step towards the Shadow Path. Your eyes fixed on the robe Tazar. The wicked creature's narrow eyes, yeah, narrow. Yellow eyes narrow. And, he, and it hisses sharply. You are too late, humans. He hisses. Six legions wait my command to begin the invasion of this world, which has long been promised them. The realm of man is about to crumble. There is no... Suddenly, Uriel steps forward and thrusts her hand out unseen in the direction of the world Tazal. The split second later, an unseen force slams into the cruel creature, sending it tumbling backwards into the swirling vortex where it disappears from sight. Yeah. Do not monologue around Yurio. She's not going to sit around and wait for you to finish your evil speech. Quickly, cries Yurio, as she dashes across the chamber. We must close the shadow path. Now, the adventure begins. Yurio charges across the chamber and stops almost a dozen feet from the shadow path. She closes her eyes and begins chanting swiftly as she attempts to lock the shadow path that will again seal the dangerous Nevwar portal. Her body begins to tremble as every ounce of her energy pours into this gruelling endeavour. Well, I can hope with that. If you have the power of gating for uh, level 40 or above and wish to use it, I do and I do and so I shall. You call upon your own power of gating in an effort to bolster Yuyo's attempt at closing the shadow path by relocking the shadow plate gate. Channeling now. It succeeded. 
16 XP to gating. Uriel gasps and shut and staggers forward as the shadow path suddenly disappears. Your exertions have paid off as the shadow gate is once again locked. Uriel turns to you with a surprised look on her face. Her face as she commends you on a fine showing. That's as easy as we hoped we could have hoped for, she says, visibly drained, but no otherwise no worse for the effect. I didn't know you were quite so versed in the craft. You continue to surprise me, Sir Crokington. And I've checked. If you don't use gating, more and more Tazal are just sent through the gate, and you have to fight them until she can close it on her own. You can take between three and nine fights. So, yeah, a lot quicker to just use gating yourself. And considering you, and of course, the quicker you close it, the less Tazal get into our world. So, yeah. Mechanically speaking, narratively speaking, using gating makes sense. But, you might want the XP from fighting those Tazal. But then you're being a dick to Uriel. So, yeah. That's the thing. Next page. Having rescued Jathor and closed the Shadow Path, you and Uriel have no desire to linger about here any longer than absolutely necessary. When you have sufficiently rested, you prepare to make your way out of the temple. Before you go, however, you make a quick search of the remains of your fallen enemies and discover the following. Okay, I've got five common common long swords. I guess, that I mean, there were more swords than this around, but I guess they got broke. Too broke to even be poorly crafted. There's well-crafted wing greaves and a padded sash, also well-crafted. Oh, and 119 gold tokens. When you're ready, you follow Uyo out of the chamber. And out of the temple. Outside the temple, you manage to avoid the mass horsemen still lingering there. And make your way into the forest, where you find Chu and Jaffor we eagerly awaiting your appearance. Oreo rushes forward and embraces her father. And for several moments, neither of them speaks. Kept telling the old man not to worry, laughs Chu, breaking, breaking a silence. I told him his worrying would be better be spent on your enemies. Oreo thanks you and Chu for hoping to save her father from the clutches of the enemy. Jathor thanks you and two as well, saying he, that he had resigned himself to the thought he would never leave the temple alive, and he never expected any rescue attempt would survive such overwhelming odds. While Yuyo tends to her father, two pulls you aside, and tells you that while Jathor wasted here, he snuck down the road and overheard some of the masked men, saying their counterparts who were still in Kuris Ten are planning a way in on the nearby village of Southleaf. When you relate this news to Oya, her demeanour becomes grim, and she resolutely proclaims she would not allow the fate of Crowis Tarn to befall about Southleaf. They can no longer be searching for my father, she says. These Tazar are now plainly showing the true nature of their species, that of a savage, bloodthirsty killers who wish for nothing less than the extermination of humankind. I will defend Southleaf alone if necessary. Though I somehow think that won't be the case. 
Uriel's weary eyes fall upon you, and you instantly initiate a shoulder cross with her, assuring her you will be hurt by her side in the defence of Southleaf. Quite moving. Yes, indeed, laughs Chu. Quite moving! Yes, indeed, laughs Chu. Well then, leave your father's safety to me, and you two take care of yourself. We will meet back in Croistan, or what's left in any rate, and all is said and done. You and Yuryo prepare to set out through the woods on a desperate trek, trek to leaf the to reach South Leaf in time. Zhu tells you that he and his father will remain here until it is safer to move. Yuryo bids her father and Chu farewell, and you follow suit before setting off through the woods. Yuryo tells you that a road running west and south out of Croistan leads to the village of South Leaf. She says that a single bridge spans a stream spans a stream on the road just before the village. It's there that the enemy should be engaged. If possible. Mm. Okay, okay. Is this bridge Okay, and the river obviously blocks it off on one side, but what about the other side of the village? Hmm. Ah, mountains I guess. Or maybe Maybe the the village is in one of those twisty twirly bits of of the of the weather. So, oh yeah, and of course, if it's on the other side of the weather, then you've got to cross the weather. You can't you can't have to find a next bridge, and that could be miles away, and that could lead to their forces being all scattered. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. They, the, the only practical way to get to the village is the bridge. Yes. If we can reach it in time, it will be better to confront them on the bridge, she says. Southleaf has no sizable litter, but I have no doubt its citizens will take up arms to defend their home. And with our help, we might just hold the enemy at the bridge. We only hope is we are not already too late. And that is the end of this scenario. On to the next one. The outskirts of Southleaf. Your journey to Southleaf was swift, but as you approach the outskirts of the remote village, you encounter the first sign that the enemy is ahead of you. I encounter a wayward savage pair, the Gink scenario. And that's a recap. Which we've already heard, so now our adventure begins. Your journey into the remote frontier village of Southleaf proves this swift, but as you near the outskirts of the small settlement, you discover you are not the first to arrive. As you and Yorio make your way through the woods towards the road that leads across the bridge and into town, the sound of battle reaches your ears. Through muffled and distant, there is no mistaking the sound of brutal combat. Oreo breaks into a one, and you follow suit, knowing the meagre defences of Stavlith cannot hope to withstand any sort of sustained assault. Suddenly, you two bo- you both stop, and pull yourself behind nearby trees, as two hulking forest trolls lumber into view a dozen yards ahead. Both beasts have heavy stone axes slung across their backs, and are moving in the direction of Southleaf will no doubt throw their savage might against whatever resistance struggles there. 
I wonder, do these guys even know it's over? Their connection... Their connection to their... to reinforcements is severed. The army... the army they're waiting for is not going to come. They're on their own. In hostile territory. Mostly because they've made this territory hostile by going around killing everyone. Do they know? Or is this just... Is this just, uh, you know, a team building? A little bit of team building genocide that they were going on and... They, they just thought, oh, we'll do that. And then we'll go back to our temple. By then the gate will be open. Yeah, we've got, we've got, to, get, we've got to get some conquest in before these, before these homeboys come in and take all our glory. We need to get the glory before they come in. Something like that. Yeah. Oreo steps out from behind the tree and holds her aloft her staff. A wide arc of blue flame soars from the tip of her savage weapon and strikes one of the trolls square, square in the back. The savage creature roars in pain and both trolls turn and charge toward, through the trees towards you. While Oreo squares off against the troll she is wounded, you throw yourself at the other one, hoping to make quick work of the foul beast. It's a forest troll. Stab, stab, and swipes you through this heavy stone axe, and just slain. Five XP. And let's hurry, Sir Crocodile, says Yorio, as you step over the carcass of the troll sprawled at your feet. I pray we're not too late to bolster their defences. You set off through the forest at a rapid pace, moving as quickly as the wagged, tangled terrain will allow. You've gone less than a quarter of a mile when you weep catch a glimpse of the road leading into Southleaf. The road runs into a wide stone bridge that spans a swift stream and upon that bridge a brutal battle wages. Tazar, forest trolls and a band of armoured cave goblins. Hmm. Hmm. When did they get goblins? I was sailing. I I guess the goblins just heard there was you know some man flesh available and decided to just join in. I was sailing what is a surprise, surprisingly sizable force of defenders who have managed to hold the eastern shore of the stream. You are stunned when one of the defenders, a man in a blue, torn blue tunic, steps forward and raises his hand, unleashing a bolt of lightning at an advancing troll. The troll collapses instantly. For its falling carcass, crushing a hapless cave goblin. <coughs> it appears we're not the only ones who've been interested in defending Southleaf, smiles Yorio. And if she's just been relieved of a major bird, well, not relieved, but it's a lot lighter. No matter, they cannot stand against such odds without our help. And that's not boasting, mind you, that's the grim truth. To arms, Sir Crokington! The battle is joined! You and Uryo sprint out of the woods, cross a knee-deep portion of the swift stream, and climb the steep bank, joining the defenders. Defenders on the eastern side of the bridge. Wait a minute. 
if we can cross this bridge so easily, why are they making such a big fuss about taking the bridge? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. This. 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 If we could just cross this. Cross this bridge. Cross the street. Then the bridge really, really isn't that tactically important anymore. I guess they were just told to take the bridge first, and uh, they're just gonna follow the orders <laughs> that they got when they were sent off. And haven't even realised they can just go round. Not even like go off, go off an unknown distance and for an unknown amount of time, and then come back. It's go a little bit to the north and south and cross. Yes. Hmm. But when you, well, maybe, maybe some of the foes will realise that. Or maybe they heard about what happened to the what happened to the Nazgul when they tried to attack Wivendale and don't really trust rivers and streams anymore. First your sudden appearance is regarded with suspicion, but an Uriel unleashes a bolt of blue flame to decapitate a charging goblin. Any doubt of your allegiance is removed. While Urio moves to attack a group of trolls that have breached the front lines, and you move to the foot of the bridge, your heart pounding, and your every nerve tingling in anticipation of a brutal fight. Well done. And that is the end of the scenario. Alright. Part 11. The Battle of Southleaf. A brutal battle wages on the outskirts of Southleaf. Forest trolls, Tazal, and a legion of cave goblins assail the surprisingly sizable force of defenders that fight to keep the enemy out of the village. Note, the following scenarios can be attempted and completed in any order. Once you complete all the scenarios, you need to recheck this list for the final scenario. Okay, so there are five scenarios, and I'm just going to do them from top to bottom. And then we'll see, presumably, the boss. Or at least, the bossiest boss they have left. One down, four to go, is this scenario. Five forest trolls surge across the bridge, their enraging bellows rising above the din of battle. Three pike-wielding militia. Ooh, that's a good weapon to use against trolls. Move to intercept the brutes, but one of them is cut down instantly by a savage swipe from one of the trolls. Hmm. They needed a longest pike. The two surviving pikemen managed to simultaneously gore and slay the troll that killed their comrade. But with four forest trolls still bearing down on them, the odds of survival seems slim indeed. I mean, you can't really make a flannex with two people. The two pike-wielding militia are startled when you hop in front of them and strike a defiant battle-ready stance only moments before the next troll arrives. It's a forest troll. Begin combat. I like it that they took down one troll. It means, yeah, 
These people are useless and helpless. They're just in way over their head. This is way more than it could possibly be expected to stand up for. These are militias. They're not supposed to stand armies. They're supposed to, you know, keep the peace. Peace and deal with occasional threats in the wild. And, you know, and then after that, go back to their regular jobs. Because it's not their job. It's just something they... It's just a duty they have... They take up sometimes. It's a forest trouble. Swipes at you with its deadly claws. And is slain. Five XP. The next troll wars as it steps on the carcass of its fallen click kin and attacks. Here's another one. I swipe, it swipes, I stab, down it goes. 5 XP. The third troll, its claws and forearms covered in the blood of the fallen, seems eager to engage you. Forest troll swipes with his deadly claws. An enraged war deafens you as the troll's stone like claws wake across your torso. Carving into your flesh and doing seven damage. Okay, and slain. And there's the last of them. The last, five XP. The last of the fourth trolls shoves aside two advancing cave goblins and attacks you. Hmm. You really should have let those goblins get me first. Oh well. You're not exact. Uh, you're trolls, you're not exactly renowned for your tactical genius. You're around for going rag <laughs> and hitting things until they die, or you die, and going, oh dear. Begin combat with the forest troll. The troll swipes at you its deadly claws and is slain. Five XP. The two pikemen whose lives you have inevitably saved now engage with Thor cave goblins. They seem to be holding their own against the foul creatures, so you turn your eye elsewhere to see where your combat prowess can be put to its best use. Swing away! 20 scenarios done with 20 victories. Put him in the order of Arcmaster Adventurer. Alright. Dizal advance. Begin combat. It doesn't take you long to find yourself in the midst of battle. After helping one of the beleaguered militia put down a particularly stubborn cave troll, you're set upon by four advancing Tizal. You skillfully position yourself near the foot of the bridge, so you only have to face the vicious snake men one at a time. Sword-wielding Tizal, begin combat. The Fischer slashes at you with its sword and is slain. 5 XP. The next Tazar hisses as it slippers forward and attacks. It's another sword forward wielding Tazar. That was 9 XP, the previous one. It also slashes with its sword. Well placed strike with its blade for 12 damage and it is slain. 9 XP. The next Tazar hisses as it slippers forward and attacks. Sword wielding Tazar. Well placed strike, 13 damage, and it is slain. 9 XP. The last of the four Tazars is larger and more menacing than those that preceded it. 
The fearsome reptilian moves into melee rage. The blade of its sword cutting the air only inches from your head. Sword wielding Tazar, begin combat. Slashed you with his sword. The skilled Tazar lands a well placed strike with his blade for 11 damage. And then again for 8 damage. And is slain. 9 XP. The four Shazar are dead. Hmm. Odd. Why, why are these ones deciding not to have human form? I mean, do they even know it's... I mean... I mean, it's not like it's... Uh, hmm. Odd. I mean, they got they did all the attacking on, on Kuristan... Kept their, kept their human disguises. Kept the human disguises up until the very last moment. But now... Now they've all just decided to drop them. I mean, maybe when that leader... Leader said, drop your disguises. It was psychically projected to all the rest of them. Saying, drop your disguises... Because I imagine you probably fight less effectively when, when you're in a form you weren't born as. So maybe that was it. Maybe they just kept the disguise up until they had permission to drop it. And then they dropped it as quick as they could because looking human is gross. Absolutely gross. Vomit-inducing repugnantness is no doubt what the Tazar believe. So yeah, yeah. As soon as they had, a, they could stop stop looking human. They did, and apparently, they had permission. So, they did. You step over the hideous pile of reptilian flesh as your feet and your eyes scour the scene of battle for your next engagement. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Alright. The Cave Goblin Warband. Yep. Yep, just along just along for the fight. Begin scenario. A band of vicious cave goblins, their faces covered in dark war paint, were advancing across the bridge, cutting a path through any of the militia brave enough to stand against them. One of the goblins, a particularly brutish creature wielding a heavy broadsword, drives them onwards. Lashing out of any of his kin who slow the slightest sign of delay. The large goblin roars with cruel delight as you step into the path of his legions advance, determined to make a stand here and now against the cruel humanoids. Two spear wielding goblins rush forward and attack. Alright, two cave goblin warriors. Down you go. They viciously attack you and they are slain. I'm not, I'm so unimpressed by these goblins, I'm not even going to equip the goblin to. Because there's really no point putting it on unless they're scaled goblins. Because the attack, the MR from the Shimmering Silver Dagger, 
is even higher than Goblin Doom with the bonus. So it's only for scaled foes or early foes. You've barely finished you've barely finished off the first two gave goblins. When the next two launch to attack, the brutish goblin leader growls triumphantly as he waits for his minions to cut you down. I don't think that's gonna happen. Two cave goblin warriors that viciously attack you. Your enemy executes a brutal stroke that pierces your defences and cuts into your flesh. Oh, they must have done something where one of them flanked flanked low. I jumped, but I just got into the other one, or something like that. Anyhow, oh, they do that again for eight damage. And a slang. Four XP. Four goblins, one wielding spear and the other wielding swords. Rush forward at their leader's command and attack. Four cave goblin warriors begin combat. The cave goblins viciously attack you. Your enemy executes a brutal stroke that pierces your defences and cuts into your flesh for 16 damage. Then again for 14 damage. But then I get angry and stab them for 39 damage, which kills them. 5 XP. The one-eyed goblin leaps at you from his side, catching you off guard. You manage to avoid his murderous ambush and prepare to defend yourself as a spry creature draws a long-bladed knife and goes for your throat. So one-eyed goblin, begin combat. One-eyed goblin stabs you with his long-bladed knife. Brutal stroke that pierces your flesh, defences and cuts into your flesh for 10 damage and it is slain. 4xp. Four goblin warriors, having just cut down two militia men, turn their attention to you and attack you without mercy. Four cave goblin warriors. They viciously attack you and are slain. 5xp. Enraged beyond all reason, although I've just killed all their men, many of whom may well be family, I'd imagine. It weighs beyond all reason. The brutish leader of the cave goblins sh- sh- shoves the remnants of his legion aside and strides forward to attack you. His heavy broadsword poised to cut you down. It's a brutish cave goblin leader. And he's going to get stabbed. The cave goblin leader snarls and slashes you with his broadsword. Your enemy executes a brutal stroke that pierces your defences and cuts into your flesh for 13 damage. And again for 13 damage once more. Oh, and again for 13 damage. Then for 9 damage. And it is slain. 37 XP. The cave goblins in the immediate vicinity scatter and flee upon witnessing the death of their fearsome leader. You should have done that a lot earlier. Otherwise a lot of you would still be alive. Your eyes scour the scene of battle for your next engagement. And that ends this scenario. After which I instantly fully heal. Which is nice. A terror among trolls. Begin begin the scenario. Stalking across the bridge. Its massive axe hacking down anything unfortunate across its path. Is a massive forest troll. The terrifying beast snarls as you stride ahead. Boldly meeting its advance. Initiating a battle to the death. It's a massive forest troll. Swipes at you with his axe. 
here. Going the power trolls powerful jaws lock onto you as the fearsome creature attempts to tear flesh from your bone for nineteen damage. Not my flesh, I was using that. But now it is slain. No wait, no. The ma six XB. The massive troll straggles staggers to the side of the bridge and pitches over over the edge into the swift stream below. Its lifeless body floats along the channel just below the surface of the water. Oh, I hope I hope that's not bad for the you know the quality of the water. Ah, uh, it'll wash away. Your eyes scour the scene of battle for your next engagement. And that ends the scenario. Yeah, they're very short, the scenarios in the first one. I mean, on, on the, the Wayward Savage Pair, that was all you did was fight one troll. And that was the entire scenario. But when you get to Proving Ground 6, you're going to end up with 50 fights in one, one scenario. Blades of Fire. Begin the scenario. Freetas are. The blades of their swords covered in flaming oil advance upon you, hissing wildly as they initiate their coordinated attack. It's a sword-wielding Tazal. Begin combat. Three sword-wielding Tazal. I take them all on at once, because I've had enough messing around with these snake men. Vicious Tazal slashes you with their flaming blades. And they're slain. 21 XP. Black blood covers the ground where the twisted remains of the three Tazal lie. You step over their corpses and scour the scene of battle for your next engagement. Alright, that was 21 XP and the end of the scenario. Okay. The enemy's last gasp. And this is the final scenario of... Proving Grounds number one. Begin the scenario. A rallying cry goes up from the defenders of Southley as the remaining Tazal and a handful of surviving trolls hastily stream along the bridge and regroup on the far side of the stream. You hear someone shouting your name and turn to find Yuria rushing your direction with the, ma- with the man in the blue tunic by her side. Says Sokaras, let the resistance here, he says. Still trying to catch her breath. He's a castle of some renowned. Actually from Talentless. And his arrival seems just as timely as our own. We've not yet broken our foe, I fear. But we are not the easy prey they hope for, either. Sensokar steps forward and bows deeply. Keeping one eye on the enemy that is regrouping on the far side of the bridge. You need no introduction, Sir Cogton, he says. As he rises from his bow, from his bow, and meets you on the shoulder cross. This, this, he's my back down. I, I, he bends down, then I jump on his shoulder, something like that. I've heard much about you. Your reputation speaks for itself, but it is well earned. Honour to fight by your side. Before you can thank, speak with him further, Uriah points out that the citizen militia is in bad shape. Over half the two dozen men that rallied to defend Sword. Southly for dead or dying. The handful that remain are shaken and do not appear to be eager to engage, engage the enemy again. It may be three against the tide, said Senzokar, 
his hand tapping the hilt of the sword from his waist. Oyo orders the remaining militia to retreat into the village and prepare for a last defence of the streets, if necessary. She then rejoins you and sends her car, her eyes fixed firmly on the far side of the bridge. They are waiting for something, she says, her tone ominous. Moments later, her words pour through. Whoever since you wished they hadn't. Flanked by two of his armoured kin, a broad-chested Tazar slivers slowly to the centre of the bridge, his hands folded neatly across his scaled midsection. The fearsome stake man st- stares at the three of you with his bright yellow eyes narrowed. The temple raises, the temple raises, return, he hisses coldly. My brother shall never again enter this world because of your meddling. But that is of no consequence now. I was not in Dwarkiltor. For, should I have been, we would not be facing one another now. Do not think, humans, that you are merely cleaning up what is left of our force. For I, Scarblack the Slayer, I am, am he that you should fear. A low, a low hum fills the air. Scarbag raises his arms. Three swirling black portals open simultaneously in front of the sinister Tazar. Come forth! Was the voice of Scarbuck above the hum of the portals. Come forth and feast on the flesh of these rats! Three skeletal Tazar lurch out of the portals, each wielding a longsword bearing a steel blucker. Long, swirling horn, drawling hisses, escape from the fleshless mouths of their eye sockets, ignite as their eye sockets ignite with ghostly red fire. One for each of us, quips Yurio, the concern evident on her face. Haven't got a very good feeling about this. As the three skeletal Tazar rapidly begin slivering towards you, Senzakar leaps forward, swinging his blade. Uryo follows closely behind him. The three of you quickly find yourself each engaged with one of the terrifying creatures. It's an undead Tazar warrior. Well, I might have killed it before, but I'm going to kill it again now. The undead Tazar slashes at you with its blade. And it is slain. 22 XP. The three undead Tazal are no more. You fall back from the foot of the bridge. Ulio and Sensakar arrive at your side, both of them wounded but still on their feet. Here they come now, cautions Zenzokar. The two Tazal that flank Scarback sliver rapidly towards you, brandishing their long swords in an unnerving display of skill. Fire erupts from the tip of Ulio's staff. And an arc of flame hurtles at one of the advancing Tazal. The vicious snake man nimbly twists to the side, dodging the attack. The Tazal that Uriel, Tazal that Uriel attacked, turns his attention to her, and Sensukar comes to her aid, leading you to face the other alone. It's an elite Tazal warrior. The Tazal warrior slashes you with his sword. 
The, sil the skill tiles are all less known to Welsh. Place strike with his blade for 11 damage. And is slain. 21 XP. Having finished off your opponent, you turn to see now uh, how Uyo and Sensakara fade, fared, and find they are moving in your direction, leaving a smouldering pile of, of charred Tazar flesh on the ground behind them. Scarbeck hisses loudly and summons the remaining eight Tazar and four forest trolls to the centre of the bridge. When they are gathered about him, Scarbeck suddenly erupts into a whirlwind of violence, beheading two of the trolls with a single stripe. Swipe of his deadly blade. He then turns his sword on the eight Tazar and the two remaining, remaining trolls, slaying them all with a swift, brutal fashion. Displaying a level of skill you have never before witnessed in any living warrior. Dragons take flight and Gusens cower in their lairs when Scarback the Slayer roams near. He hisses as he slivers away from the pile of carnage he created and starts across the bridge towards you. Do not think such pitiful fools have discerned the respect of what no living mortal can hope to kill. I now deliver to you the horrible deaths you have earned. Suddenly, Scarback flinches in pain and hisses loudly. The formidable Tazor wire spins around, and you're shocked to see two standing behind him, a bloody dagger gripped in his quivering hand. Blood runs from a sizable wound to Tazar's back, but does not appear to have slowed him any. Tazar, Scarback, slashes out at two, dropping him where he stands with a single strike. Tazar's dagger clatters from his hand, and the well-intentioned rogue lies on moving, face down, on the bridge. <sighs> Pity. Scarback. Hisses and continues towards the three of you. The fear invoked by a taunting Tazar warrior melts away, replaced by rage over the death of two, and you charge forward with the others, intent on making the sna evil snake pay for a lifetime of ill deeds. I mean, you killed your own man. That's a jerk move. Sure, I was going to do it soon, but still, jerk move. Begin. Fighting Scarback the Slayer. Starback slashes. Oh no, Sensokar slashes the vicious Tazar Warrior with his sword for seven damage. Scarback slashes at you with his deadly blade. And I stab, and I stab. Sensokar slashes at the vicious Tazar Warrior with his sword for 11 damage. He does it again for 11 damage. It's nearly done now. Oya unleashes a bolt of blue flame at Scarback for 13 da 15 damage. And that, this will be the last move at round 8. I stab for 24 damage and he is slain. Hmm. I mean, your boasting didn't turn out to be all that, did it? You've slain your foe. 134 XP. With the final vicious hiss, Scarback the Slayer slumps to the ground and does not move again. Oreo prods his 
course, the butt of her staff to make certain he is dead. You turn, preparing to rush to the bridge where she was struck down, and are shocked to discover his body is no longer there. All in a day's work, Sir Crokington, comes the voice of two from your bridge. You turn and watch as the grinning two emerges from under the bridge, soaked up to his waist on the stream. Okay, how how did he get out of that? We, we saw him die. Hmm. I guess he knows illusion magic. Or he can just come back from the dead. <laughs> uh, I'm leaning towards the first. Uyo shakes her head and eyes skew physically. Or Sedzikar just stares dumbfounded. What? Oh, that? He says, his tone almost incredulous as he, as he looks back at the bridge. Oh, don't bother yourself with that. I've still got a few tricks I can call upon now and again. So, that's it then, is it? I must say, well done. Well done indeed. They'll be writing this one down for sure. Together with two Oyo and Sensor Car, you assume you assure the people of Sauli, the threat that loomed at the gates of their village is now gone, vanquished forever. After, le- after lending a hand to help them put put their immediate affairs in order, you set set your sights on returning to Croistartain, where Chu tells you Jaffor has already spearheaded the effort to rebuild the town. Okay, so he took Jaffor to Croistartain. Makes sense. That's probably the nearest, you know, place with beds and medical equipment, or at least some of that. Yeah. Sendakar takes his leave at the outskirts of Southleaf, telling you he must return to Talos at once, business for which he was already considerably late. This was well met indeed, he says, meeting the three of you in shoulder crosses before departing. May our paths cross cross again some day. Until then, may the All Father guide you. Farewell, friends. You return to Croistan as British speed, for it is good to see the town free from the enemy that waded it and occupied it. It has been almost completely destroyed, and a large number of its citizens are dead or missing. Jathor meets three of you upon your return, and again thanks you for all that you have done. He listens with great interest when you account for him your battle with Scarbeck at Southleek. My greatest fear is some day an evil like Starbeck and his Tazor will succeed in unlocking his shadow path when there are none around to challenge such wickedness, he says grimly. Chu has decided to linger out Chloe's time for the time being and help out however he can with the clean-up. When you offer to help your hope to Uyo and Jaffor, they kindly refuse and tell you if you've already done, done enough already. More than anyone. You're the reason we have anything left to clean up, says Uyo, placing her hand on her shoulder. There's nothing more we can ask of you, Sir Crokington. Just remember to pay us a visit now and then. Though I suspect you maybe had your fellow the frontier for the next small while. You meet two and Yuri on a shoulder cross and miss them luck. For once again setting out on your way. 
heading east along the road leading out of Kuristan and into the heart of the kingdom. Congratulations, Sir Crokington. You have successfully completed the final scenario in the first swift TM, proving grounds event for a heroic effort on the behalf of the citizens of Kuristan and South Lee. You have earned an experience reward. 3,072 experience to general and 128 experience to all skills and powers. And that was an unfeasibly large amount of experience when this was first put out nearly 20 years ago. Your final score of 100% places you in the first order of adventurers. The Order of the Archmaster Adventurer. Entitling you to a reward of 24 adventure tokens. Well done, Sir Crokington. And there we are. 24 adventure tokens, which is very nice. Don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'm sure I'll think of something. Alright, that is the end of Proving Grounds 1. What shall I do I could move on to Proving Grounds 3 or 4, but I think I want to have a gap between the Proving Grounds. So what to do next? Maybe... Hmm. Let's see, how about we do the Giant Saga? Yeah. Next up, we will start the Giant Saga. And until then, farewell fellow adventurers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.